Yeah! You know what I don't like about you, Alan What is it? Talk to me. Talk to me. What happened? <laughs> is that when I do something awesome like my SC song, you give me nothing. You just sit there quietly like you couldn't care any less. I analyzed it. <laughs> when you were doing it yesterday, right? You're doing the song, and I think you did it on two different occasions. I did. I started analyzing it, uh-huh. and one of the things I noticed is, yeah, you are right. They are playing the fight song everywhere at any time. Mike Bones playing it in the background when he's See, just sitting in the I middle of the I office. I care about the fight song. I care about my rendition right, of the Right, but that's song. why I do that is because it then takes attention away from you. Oh, it oh. puts the attention back on me. No, it's a good way to start. You know what I don't like about you? You know what your problem is? <laughs> that's always a good way to start. All right, don't forget, you want to join us every single morning starting at 9.55 because that way you get to catch Ask Slee. You get to catch everything along the way. And if you missed Ask Slee today, you can get it on the pod. ESPN app or on iTunes. Catch all three hours. Just search Travis and Sliwa. And this tweet that I'm going to add now, a little bonus Ask Slee, okay. might be out of context if you haven't heard it earlier. This is Drew in L.A. Does Al say, mind if I join? you as you slide into a public jacuzzi <laughs> yeah literally as if he was there as if he was at the jacuzzi just that i slid into dip your body into that nice warm water mind you know you? you get in first you get in first and then you say and you get kind of comfortable mind if i join you guys hard eye contact but you're the already in, in the jacuzzi. what do you mean mind if i just stare at him like it's really, just a really couple deeply <laughs> intently it's just a, it's just you. a dude with his girl say it with just mind a if hint I of you. hostility in your voice do you mind if i join you just a little bit like um no we were just you, getting out anyway <laughs> all right so clay helton you just heard the song right there um i want to start with this because You've read a lot. I've read a lot. People have talked a lot about the dismissal of Clay Helton uh, this week after getting cracked by Stanford. Yeah. What has been the overwhelming theme of Clay Helton's dismissal? Um, a lot of people are complimenting the type of person he is. Correct. That he's an uh, incredibly nice guy Correct. that um, represented the university well. Correct. Did a lot of those things that you would expect from, let's say, more of a politician. Co- correct. And, and a decent human being. Mm-hmm. right? Not the, the, to say that politicians are... I'm not, well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the image you try right. to give off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That the Every story that was written about Clay Helton, every mm-hmm. interview that was given, whether it's by a player or a staff member or whatever, everywhere you go, and, and leading up to his dismissal, it was the same thing. You know, Clay's such a nice guy. Clay is such a decent human being, a good man. SC needed a steady hand on the yeah. wheel after the Sarkeesian yeah. debacle. Okay, fine. Has anybody heard anybody say, you know, Clay was actually a pretty good coach. It didn't work out here, mm-hmm. but it's time. You know, he'll get another opportunity somewhere else. He'll land on his feet. He's going to be okay because he's a really good football coach. Anybody? I haven't heard it. And, and this, this just kind of brings me back full circle about – how did it go that long when the only thing anybody would say about their coach is, uh, he's a really good dude? Okay, okay fine, but no, maybe I'd rather a have, really good football coach might you know be I'd more rather important? Have? I'd rather not say the dude that I take my car to, the mechanic, is a really good guy. My car's not running. <laughs> but, man, when we him and I have a conversation, it's a fantastic conversation. I'd rather him say, when I see my mechanic, this dude says, give me the damn keys, get out of the way, and let I'll me go to it. work. I'll fix it, right? Your car's making a weird noise. When you pick it up, it doesn't. That's what you're looking for, right? That when I go, if I have a broken Is the car leg, fixed? No, but I'll tell you what. 
had a great cup of coffee with a mechanic. And man, did we get deep in some conversation. If you show up to the emergency room with a broken leg, do you want, hey, Dr. Jones is going to be in here in a minute, and she's really nice. She's great. You're going to love her. She's, she's got great jokes. She's, she's, she's got three kids. They're all wonderful. They're all in the honor roll. She okay. said, mentally, or, my knee will repair itself or, in three years, but it's or, all the power of the mind. Or they could say, listen, Dr. Jones is coming in, a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Best one we got. She's going to sew you right up. You're going to be doing backflips in two weeks. Which one do you want? Give me the bad attitude, the shady guy, the person that maybe isn't uh, super great, that maybe is kind of a scumbag, but knows how to do some things when it comes to winning. Because this is the price of, you want to be good, you're going to have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And USC was not, and maybe in particular, Clay Helton was not. Because Mm -hmm. I want you to listen to Booger McFarland right here, Al. What he's saying is what I've been saying for a while, that you're going to have to be willing to maybe do some things that make you go out of your comfort zone a little bit. Here's Booger McFarland. Clay wanted to recruit a certain type of player. This is something that's not going to get talked about. Clay Helton didn't want to go into, for lack of a better word, Clay didn't want to go into the hood. Clay didn't want to go get the players that were kind of rough around the edges. Good kids, passed the test scores, but they didn't fit the typical ideal two-parent home, lovey-dovey, everything is kosher. Clay didn't want that type of kid in his program. I mean, is there a bigger indictment of a football coach than what Booger just said right there? I mean, like you said, kids that are qualified for the university, yeah, but maybe don't fit the exact picture of what you want. To, to use Booger's word, to go into the hood and find that kid that doesn't fit the mold of what you look Go. How about this? Go find the best football players that you can find. Because you know who does that? Nick Saban, Dabo Swinney, Lincoln Riley, uh, uh, Ryan Day, these guys that run these marquee programs that win games football first, fit second. We're going to find out. I mean, I, I don't want more to tell you because I, I think our conversations are obviously going to become less and less about Clay Helton. They're going to become less. Every day that goes by, we're going to mention him less. And I think we are still in the let's look back what went wrong why are so many people talking about what a nice guy Clay Helton was rather than saying, hey, this dude actually has a fantastic football mind and he's going to go find another coaching job somewhere else. It just shouldn't be at USC. You're not having that conversation. So I, I think as um, as we, I guess you can say, progress off of this, yeah, what kind of what what kind of football coach are they going to get and what kind of priorities are going to be? One of the names at the top of the list, according mm-hmm. to Adam Schefter, is Eric Bieniemy, who's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. One of the top candidates yep. uh, for the open job at yep. USC. And and the more you think about it, the more sense it makes. The, mm-hmm. the, because it checks all of these boxes, right? Eric Bieniemy was a very successful college player at Colorado when Colorado was very, very good. Yep. Okay? A and team, Colorado was just going after him back in February. Yep. They are trying to bring him to be the head coach. Yep, and that team, when he was good, they were pretty wild. <laughs> they had a lot of stuff going on. Okay? He's from Los Angeles. He's comfortable with those things that Booger was just talking about. He can go into anybody's house anywhere and be 100% comfortable sure, doing it. Sure. You want to send him in to my house? Great. You want to send him in to your house? Great. Funches' house, Greg Bergman's house, Emily? Fine. Bring bring the parents, the grandparents, the one parent, the aunt, the uncle. I don't care. Let's go. I want you, because you're a good football player, I think you're going to work out well at USC. And, and there's an attractiveness to this. He's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas 
City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's as explosive an offense as they come. It's a fun offense to watch. There's a sex appeal to it, too. He is representing an offense that's one of the best in the league. You want to go to the league? I can show you how to get there. You know why I know? Because I was just there. I just coached Patrick. You want me? I, I can show you what I showed Patrick Mahomes. I, we can do that. You want to run that offense of Patrick Mahomes? We can do that here. You know why? Because I'm a part of that. I was, I was in there. But I, I want to go back to something else, Al, because this is, if you ask Nick Saban, Dallas Swinney, any of these guys that run these programs, the recruiting lifeline is everything. If you don't have the right players, it doesn't matter how good you are because then you're, you're capped out at a certain point. As good of a coach as a guy like Kyle Whittingham at Utah is, he's a great coach. You're only getting a certain type of player at Utah because it's Utah, right? You're only getting that guy. You might turn out some NFL players like he's doing, but Utah's, unless the, the everything breaks exactly right, they're not competing for a national championship. USC will. Because they don't need everything to break exactly right. They just need the right players to come in. If he's the recruiting guy, this is why Ed O was such a miss for them. It's the exact opposite of Clay Helton, right? Or I shouldn't say the exact. It's similar to Clay Helton in this. I have never heard a single person say that Ed Orgeron's a good coach. What they say is he's arguably the best recruiter in the country. Mm. He absolutely blows everyone's socks off when it comes to convincing a kid to come to his university. Okay? And we'll get him on. And that guy over there. Which is a big piece of the puzzle. Right? Most of the puzzle. It's almost, you know, we use as an example, we were talking about this, how great and how successful the Dodgers have been over the last nine years. Mm -hmm. It does kind of start at the top and it trickles its way down. Edo, you can almost look at him as a CEO that gets the gets the um the rallies the troops and then everybody else goes from there. Get the kid on campus to sign the letter of intent and over there i got the best wide receiver coach in the country that's mm-hmm. an assistant he's making a million dollars a year i got the best offensive coordinator he's making two million dollars a year oh you're defensive tackle you're Kayvon thibodeau you want to go to the nfl why don't you spend a couple of two three years here at usc with the best defensive line coach in the country i might not be able to know a three four from a four three to a cover two to a cover zero it doesn't matter i got him here but i got all the guys I got all that the know. guys that do yeah i got all the guys that do know it, it would be in a perfect world you're sean mcveigh you know everything inside and out mm-hmm. you got it ice cold but if I don't, that's fine. College football, it's going to turn over a whole bunch. I just need guys that can take this raw material. USC, their recruiting was okay. But what you never saw was a kid come to USC who was just kind of, okay, he's you know he's a B and leave as an A or an A+. They'd come in as a B and they'd leave as a B- minus or a C plus or a B at best. They weren't getting any better. Let's find some guys that can coach these kids up. Let's get the better kids on campus. And you can do all those things at SC like that. So The Athletic did a poll. I'm going to read this off here because I think it's interesting. The top five jobs in college football, okay? 100-plus coaches and staff voted, and I'm going to give you the rankings here. Who do you think is number one? Uh, you don't have to overthink are, are, this one. Are there only open jobs or all jobs? All jobs. Oh, okay. The um, best coaching jobs in college football. Okay. Don't don't overthink this uh, one. Alabama. Alabama's number one. Okay. Ohio State. Number two. Uh, Texas. Texas is number four. Okay. Number three is Georgia. Okay. Okay. And then Clemson and SC. Number five, LSU. Okay, good. Number Oklahoma. Number six, USC. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. SC yes. number six. Remember how we were talking this yesterday? We said, is it still an A-plus job? Yesterday, we, we were throwing out that conversation. And you had, you had a lot of wrinkles to it. You said, yeah, it's the best when they want to be the best. It's the best when they give whoever that coaches the proper resources to be the best. It's the best when your goal is to have a shot at winning a national championship. Uh I don't think that was their goal the last couple of years. I I almost feel like USC, 
they were quiet for a reason. They're quiet for many reasons, actually, but I think there's something to that. I think they have had so much negative attention to that university like what? over the last couple of years <laughs> that for example that straps travel in a, in a weird way strategically now let's 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 keep the let's keep the waters calm for as much as we can couldn't you kind of flip because look you're talking about the pay for play scandal right where yep. people are buying their way into sc pretending they're on the crew team right mm -hmm. we, we we know the story you're talking about that terrible terrible story about the doctor accused and you know, proven right about sexual assault, all these things. They got a lot of stuff going on. Wouldn't that be the time to really hammer the gas on football and say, hey, let's talk about football and not the fact that Aunt Becky bought her kid a slot on the crew team? No, I, I think, I think. listen, and this is just me just talking. I think, hey, let's clean things up here. Like, we got to clean things up here. It doesn't, and I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but it doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't have to be scandalous no, no, and no. dirty, I, but I, I'm not it saying just that. has to be no, no, aggressive. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you have a lot of negative PR and negative attention focused on your university, a lot of reasons why you were bringing up USC were for negative reasons, very bad public relations and, and you know, personal things that happened there. There was a very negative connotation to USC. I do think there's probably a part of them that thought, the less noise, the better. Just let's let's clean things up in the background. Let's be smart the way we do things. We removed some other people away from this university. Let's roll up our sleeves and clean things up. And I think that's probably the approach they took. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I think there's an important distinction that is SC an A-plus job is different than can SC be an A-plus job. Is it right now? No, it's not. You're in the middle of the pack in a conference that's not very good. It's not a good job. Can it be the on that list of the you, things you just talked about? Absolutely. But I, I think the can it Absolutely. be? I think the can it be is a no brainer. I think what you just described, it's not right now. That's what I think makes it an A plus job, because you're walking into a situation where it is on the bottom. You're not taking over a program that's been ranked top five over the last three years. You're not taking over a program that just won the Rose Bowl and just won the national championship. You're taking over okay, when it's. Let me, let me at, ask you this. At, I, you know. I, at, at the bottom. It's a good point, and, and I hear it, and I understand it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But I don't know if I agree with it. Would you rather be taking over for Clay Helton right now, or would you rather have taken over for Pete Carroll when oh, he this, decided to that's go? That's an easy one for me. That's an easy one for me. Clay Helton. This is worse than Jimmy Fallon. This this this, this let, is, let me this ask is you a question. Worst answer me, than Jimmy Fallon. Okay, when we come back, we could talk about. Okay, it. I, I'm gonna pick myself up at the floor. I'm gonna try to pretend you never said. You Jimmy want Fallon. Phil Jackson's job after Phil Jackson's done? It's different. It's totally different, and I'll explain that too. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What did I say? Chardet? You said Chardet. Chardet? Is that yeah, wrong? I'm, no, no, Chardet is correct. I'm just overly correcting you. Oh. Chardet is, uh, that's not an answer. That's not, <laughs> that's not the one. You know what I meant. We got the smooth operator. It's on right now. It, it, absolutely. All right. So, continuing our conversation from a minute ago. Yeah. I asked you the question. You you were saying that SC's job is an A plus job right now because of the circumstances. That has part to do with it. Right. Part to do with okay. it. Okay. Yep. And and my my feeling is it can be an A plus job if all the pieces are executed correctly. Mm-hmm. That right now about half of them are being executed correctly. And I said to you, would you rather take over for Clay Helton in the situation that exists right now, yeah. or be the guy coming in right after Pete Carroll when they're winning national championships and Heisman trophies left and right? And once I screwed my jaw back together, yeah, picking yeah, it up yeah. off the floor, you said Clay Helton. Well, it, it's it's an easy one for me to describe, and I think this is there's a philosophical reason to this okay explain what it is you want to take something where the only direction it can really go is down or do you want to take something over where the only direction can go is up and the way i look at the usc position the reason why i think it's an a plus job today rather than um if it was at the play out the scenarios like you just mentioned it could be an a plus job it's a plus job today is because it's still usc that there's still an expectation for it to be great. That you're coming off how many bad years? They just lost a game to the Stan- to Stanford on Saturday, mm-hmm. and everybody went crazy in game two of the regular season. It could only go up, Trav. I think it's such a difficult feat. You want to be the coach after Phil Jackson? Sure. It's a little different, but I, I keep going. I, I You want to be the, the manager after Joe Torrey? Again, pro sports and college sports are a little different, but yes, I do. You want to be after John Wooden? I'm, yeah, I'm, for, I'm, yes, I'm for using, sure. So this, the, the examples, and you know, we may just disagree on this. It's very simple. I'm going to use a, a real estate example. You want the house that's already at the absolute top of the market. No. That already has been taken over, and the carpet's been replaced, and they made an addition, and the place looks mm-hmm. pristine. Mm-hmm. Or give me that one that needs work because I know there's a lot more value that's coming after I put the work. Okay. That's the way I look at okay. it. Okay, I, I hear you. I just don't buy it at all because when you step into Pete Carroll's job, right? Pete Carroll won a couple of national championships, two Heisman trophies, was winning 10, 11, 12 games every single year, had a team that was widely considered up until Vince Young did what he did, going for the corner, he's got it, right? Mm-hmm. We all remember that. Mm-hmm. That that team was on autopilot that the the national recruits that were coming in it, you didn't i don't want to say you didn't have to recruit because you do but it was okay i'll take him 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 and him the the 10 best players in the country i'll take nine of them because they all want to come to usc all i have to do is be good at my job and this thing's going to continue to hum right in college football college basketball you mentioned john wooden Give me the tradition of the players want to come here because we got a chance to win. But you already have that. Have what? SC has that tradition. No, they're not getting the guys, Al. They're not getting them right now. Look at the quarterbacks around the rest of the country. They're going other places. Put it this way. You want to build or maintain? I want to make – if you're – Okay, no, no. Actually, no, I'm sorry. If you can maintain – That's what I'm saying. But It's so much easier to maintain something than to build it from the ground up. But I don't think it's realistic. 
Because when Pete Carroll left, what happened? When Phil Jackson left, what happened? Pro when, sports is different because the players can decide. But where I they said when go. Pete Carroll left. Yeah. No. If, if tomorrow, if, if tomorrow, I mean, just use as an example, if Dabo Sweeney leaves tomorrow, he leaves Clemson. What the hell do you think is going to happen with that program? I think that it will it will get worse. But in the interim, the the guy that comes in there, if he's very Maybe good at Clemson, what he's looking, mm-hmm. if you're a bum, it doesn't matter if you're coming in when it's bad or it's good. You're a bum, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good coach, let's use this as an example. I think this is a perfect example. Congratulations to me. When John Robinson took over for John McKay, the thing didn't miss a beat because John Robinson knew what he was doing. John McKay built the – I don't want to say built it. Howard Jones had it. Anyway, John McKay had his program – Firing on every cylinder. National championships, Heisman Trophy. Want to take over after Howard Stern? It's like, it's just going to be his But if you're really good at it, yeah, Mm -hmm. give me the 12 million people that listen to Howard Stern. I'm going to try to hold on to him. As opposed to, okay, you want to go work in Pocatello, Idaho and start from nowhere? You can be really, listen, you can be really good. But there's a very good chance it just can't hold up and it just can't of, maintain. Of, of course there is. But there's also the chance that if you're really good at it, like John Robinson was, mm-hmm. you 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 built this tradition with O.J. Simpson and Mike Garrett and all these guys. Great. Okay. Well, I've got Charles White and Marcus Allen. Let's go. Because the, the reason Charles White and Marcus Allen are there is because all those other guys were there. And it's rolling. So now, if, you're a, if you're Larry Smith, who yep. came in after that, and yep. you're not very good, of course it's going to crater. Here's the beauty of the SC predicament right right now in the situation. You said this, Trev. You you talked about this earlier, how quick things can change. Put the right coach in there. You get the right coach now. And this is one of those programs that you're right. It's not Utah. It's not Arizona. It's not, you know, San Diego State University. Yeah. No, no. It could change Arizona over this weekend. It can, ch- it, can <laughs> it could change overnight. And I think SC can obviously do that. The only way they could go up the only direction they can go is up. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try a quick call. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Paul? Hey, always good to talk to you guys. I think it was 76 or 77. They asked Tommy Lasorda, how do you feel about following a Hall of Famer? And Tommy's response was, I don't worry about following a Hall of Famer. I worry about the guy who has to follow me. Bingo. And that's the kind of attitude that a coach needs that's coming to USC. If you're going to be the guy that's going to be running the USC football team, you better have the biggest you-know-what walking in there because you're going to run this town. You are going to be the head. Look, the Rams and Chargers are cute and all, but they're not even freaking USC football. That's, this is the brand when it comes to Southern California football. you got to come in and be that guy, and that's the kind of guy that USC needs to hire, man. I'm with Travis on this one all the way. Good to talk to you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Paul. Look, but, Travis, isn't that different? Isn't that difficult? Go get that. We're talking about the situation today, right? That predicament today. I agree. You go get the right coach. He can take over the program yeah. tomorrow. Oh, no, no. You no. just never felt that with you Clay have, Helton at any point. We agree on that. We, we agree on you need the guy that's got the swagger. For yeah. lack of a better word, right? The, the and guy, can back it up, and, can, and it up. can look inside. You know, any camera question that comes his way, we're going to turn this thing around. It's, it's hard to go back and remember what this felt like, and because he's had so much success since, both at SC and with the Seahawks, a couple of Super Bowl appearances, yeah, Super yeah. Bowl championship. Yeah. When Pete Carroll got hired by USC, it was looked at as a complete and utter failure. Wasn't he fifth on their list? Fifth on the list, yeah. right? I, I don't. It's Mike Riley. It was Mike Bellotti. It was Dennis Erickson. They tried to get a bunch of yeah. guys, and then finally it was. We got Pete Carroll, and the the, the response was, "You mean the guy that sucked for the Jets? Hmm. You mean the guy that wasn't very good for the Patriot? That Pete? Is there another Pete Carroll, or is that the one you got?" And that was the response to it. 
But what Paul just said is exactly Pete, Pete Carroll walked into this like, you guys know that I'm Pete Carroll, right? You watch this, mm-hmm. and it didn't take long for it to happen. And Carroll absolutely had that swagger. This do, is why do, I think, do you think the there's some benefit. Do you think there's some benefit to the fact that, like you just mentioned, he was fifth on that list? That the expectations weren't that high. And here's a dude, maybe even a little chip on his shoulder, fifth on this list. You guys wanted to go get Mike Riley before you mm-hmm. wanted to get me. Do you think that that kind of plays into it a little bit? Sure. Sure, no, th- those guys ha- are wired like that. Tommy Lasorda is another great example. Take Walter that was Alston, a great, that was, that was, Hall that was of a Fame great manager. Example. Tommy yeah. walks in there and is like, what? I'm, do you know who I am? I'm Tommy Lasorda. Do you know who takes over after me? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. worry about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> worry about which was Bill Russell, by the way, didn't work out so great. <laughs> didn't work out for Bill. Again, super nice guy, not the world's best manager along the way. Uh, speaking of the Dodgers, that yeah. brings us to our stat hero, hero of the day. Nine in a row, Slee. Nine, Nine row. consecutive playoff berths. Um, this was uh, accomplished last night. And by the way, just to give some context to this, only two other teams in Major League history have had this long of a streak. The Yankees did it with 13, and the Atlanta Braves did it with 14 consecutive uh, playoff That's appearances. Remarkable, and here are the Dodgers, number three, with nine. So nine in a row. Let me. Here you go. Is this the best of the nine? It, it's it's challenging because of recency bias. Let me let me put it to you this way. Yeah. Because it sure feels like it might be. I am a loser for a variety of reasons. But you know what I do sometimes when I go home? I'll turn on the TV, right? Mm-hmm. And I turn off the TV at night when the Dodger game ends, so I turn it back on, and it's still on Spectrum Sports. So whatever is on whatever at that is on time is on. in the middle Yesterday, of the afternoon. They have, I think it's called Timeless Dodgers or Classic Dodgers. Yeah. Like, I'm a dork. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But so I'm listening to Vin Scully call the game of I think it was the 2013 or 14 National League West Championship winning game. Okay. And the Dodger team that was on that field for that game was not a great team. Mm-hmm. It was guys like Hanley Ramirez, who was at the end of his career, yeah. AJ Ellis, Juan Uribe, Scott Van Slyke. And I'm looking like, really? Those guys played for the Dodgers? You'd see Kershaw. He was there. It's like, okay, that, that's a familiar face. But you're looking at him going, okay, I don't remember anything that that guy did after this. I don't remember anything that that guy did after that. This version of the Dodgers feels really different. Mookie is a Hall of Famer. Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. Kenley Jansen's a borderline Hall of Famer. Seager is an all-star. Trey Turner might be the best player in the National League. Albert Pujols is going to be one of those, oh, that's right, he was on the Dodgers. They're up and down the line. Walker, Walker Bueller, Bueller how Max, about Scherzer, Max Scherzer. Every guy, mm-hmm. Justin Turner, while not a Hall of Famer, is going to go down as one of the most popular and productive Dodgers of all time. I mean, just across the board, these it's this is a joke of how talented this team is. As good as they've been for a decade, this is the best group, right? All right, so let, let's do this. Let's throw this out to listeners out there. Is this, of the nine years that the Dodgers have made the postseason, is it not even a conversation that this is the best roster they've had over those nine years? By the way, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. And Travis can't lose. Let's just put it that way. Well, because I use Dodgers. I had Trey Turner on my team last night. Gave me 30 points. I had Mookie Betts on my team last night. Yeah. Five points. Can't lose. Try and beat me. Okay, I'm going to throw one more wrinkle to this. Okay. Um, 
the wild card, you have three teams fighting for it. Mm-hmm. You have the, fighting's an interesting uh, choice uh, of trust words. Trust me, let me let, let me explain <laughs> it. You have St. Louis that's actually winning games, mm-hmm. and you have Cincinnati and the Padres who are both in competition of who could lose more <laughs> games in a row and still be in contention for the wild card. <laughs> right. Of those Dog three fight. teams, if the Dodgers don't win the division, which of those three teams would you rather face? We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here at Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. So we threw out this question. By the way, you want to hit us on Twitter, at Alan Slee, at Travis Travis Rogers. Um, Best... Dodger team da- over this. One? Have you changed your Twitter handle yet? It should be Dabble Almost Sleeve. did. Almost did. <laughs> Best uh, Dodger team over the last nine years. So mm-hmm. nine years in a row, they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable feat. Last year, they win the World Series. Yeah. Many think 2017, they should have won the World Series. Uh-huh. Um, with all that in mind, you're watching this Dodger team, and nobody's going to you know, have more of a, I guess you could say, background and context. You're the one watching, just like you were saying, you're yeah. watching a random Dodger game at 3, 3 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> I was. You kidding me? I love when those come up. <laughs> From a Laker perspective, yeah. you get an old game. I'm like, of course they I'm going to watch. They have to be watch. really old, though, so you forgot what happened. It can't be like last night's game. I can't, no, no, I can't no. watch. It needs to be Actually, like no, even last night's game. Ago. Last night's game, you know, when you run into one of those situations, I'm like, what the hell happened again in the fourth quarter? <laughs> See, How did they that. lose that game? Um, but with all that being said, is this by far, because I got some people hit me on Twitter saying, no question about it, it is, and they're they're leaning on the pitching yeah. much better than last year's roster, much better than anything they've ever had. Okay, I, my initial reaction was that last year's team was the best because they'd won the World Series and they were loaded too, that Mookie was playing as good as anybody as I've ever seen, that Corey Seager was unconscious. And then I just, I, you saw me do it during the break, okay? I, I just, let's go through this very quickly. I'm just going to go position by position. And in this nine-year window, yeah. tell me who's better at that position than the guy they have here right now. Start in the outfield and right field. Mookie Betts, have they ever had a better player in right field? No. No. Easy, right? With all full acknowledgement of what's going on right now, Cody Bellinger is your center fielder. Have they had a better center fielder than Cody Bellinger? Okay, so let me pause here for a second because Bellinger is there because other guys are injured. So can, I wonder about that. Can I sit here and say, well, you would have the option of A.J. Pollock. You would yep. have the option of Chris Taylor. Yep. And those guys are having great seasons for the Dodgers. They so are. it's almost like a platoon role, especially because Bellinger has been out, was out for a period of time as well. Yeah, so 
I agree with everything you said. The answer to who's been better in center field than Cody Bellinger this year is Cody Bellinger two years ago. It's the same guy, but a totally different version of that guy. So it's kind of the same, although very, very different. So that's the one you that's could say look at it, yeah. there's, there's been that's a better weakness, center fielder, yeah. but it's it the him. same guy. Okay. In the other corner outfield spot, take your pick. You want AJ uh, Pollock? You want Chris Taylor? Anybody better out there? Mm-hmm. Your, your candidates are Jock Peterson, Kike Hernandez. Those are your alt- yeah. alternates. Mm-hmm. You'd rather have these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, go around the infield. Justin Turner's been there forever. He's still as good as he's ever yep. been. He the, This version of Turner mm-hmm. wins. Corey Seager, he's been there for most of this. Not all of it, but most of it. He's playing as well as he ever has. Trey Turner, we're done. Moving yep. on from that at second yeah. base. Max Muncie at first base. Not really. Look, he's not going to win the MVP, but he's going to get votes. He's going to be on the list. Okay, Max Muncie. The Dodgers, maybe since... Mike Sosha have not had a better catcher than mm-hmm. Will Smith, period. We haven't even mentioned the starting rotation. Scherzer, Cy Young, this year probably. If it's not him, it's Walker Bueller. And if it's not one of those two guys, it's probably Julio Urias. Okay? And, oh, by the way, who's the guy that's mopping up in the four spot? An MVP, Cy Young, deadlock, cinch, Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw. Not only is this the best team that they've had in the ninety run, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's it's and that's and, really and, and, saying something. And that's that was and they're not know, in first place. For me, <laughs> that was like, yeah, I don't even know what the conversation would be. But the way you laid it out right there, I think, makes it very clear it's not worth the conversation. And and you know, when we sit here and say you you've been to the playoffs nine years in a row and you only have one World Series to represent that, that's why I think this this playoff run is so critical to kind of the big picture for the Dodgers. Give them credit. Give them credit. Give the ownership credit. Give everybody credit for what they've accomplished. But at the end of the day, you get a ring or no. If you got two in those nine years and then you could talk about what happened with the Houston Astros, you could kind of put all those other wrinkles in. There's no conversation. No, and really, when you look at this, they're not in first place, which is extraordinary. This is the best team that a three-time World Series participant, okay, in this nine-year window, they've been to the World Series three times already. This and we're is saying the it's best, by far, by the, far best the best team. team. Yeah. And with 16 games left in the season, they're not in first place. How weird is that? Which brings you to the next question. Yep. Right now, you mentioned it a minute ago, the St. Louis Cardinals are the Dodgers' first-round opponent in the playoffs in the wild-card game. Okay, St. Louis has a game lead on both the Padres and the Cincinnati Reds. Because, like you said, yep. the Reds and the Padres are taking turns throwing up on yeah. each other's shoes. Add, add, they, they just can't get anything right. Add both of those teams over the last uh, 10 games each. They're 6-20. and 20. They've lost eight in a row. That's what those two teams are doing. They, and they look bad doing mm-hmm. it. So, wild card playoff game. You get to pick who your yep. opponent is. Who yep. do you want? Between those three. By the way, Phillies kind of sort of still in it, and the Mets they have a they have a pulse, but the patience on life. Phillies three back, Mets uh four back. Yeah. Padres are reeling. I don't know what to tell you. I, I know they that have that's who I would think for the Dodgers would be the best matchup they can have. Oh, by the way, they just played them six times and went six and zero oh against them. Blake Snell left the game on Sunday's game, which is the one pitcher that you thought, hey, maybe this is a dude that if you face him in a one-game playoff can give some, uh, can give some, uh, uh, make you a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You just watch the St. Louis Cardinals play the Dodgers four times and take two of them. So I think St. Louis has got to be the least one you want to play. I agree. I think with that it part. comes between the Reds and the Padres, and and the Padres have shown nothing since since that trade deadline. The San Diego Padres have been irrelevant in baseball. Uh, it, it's, it's stunning. And they had Max Scherzer for half a second. 
and now look at them right now. But I don't think it's the Padres. I think it's the Reds. And I, I reserve the right to change my mind after they play the Reds coming up here next. But you mentioned it. Fernanda Tatis and Manny Machado. Let's say that Blake Snell's unavailable. Let's say that you Darvish is still pitching mediocre on his best day. Joe Musgrove doesn't have his best stuff. Machado, yeah, Machado could get a single, and Tatis can hit a two-run Omar off Bueller like they did a couple days ago. Those guys are scary. And the Reds have the Jesse Winker. The, the Reds have Joey Votto. Both of those guys are having – they have got Nick Castellanos. But none of those guys other than Votto have really been through this stuff before. It's all kind of new to them. Tatis and Machado have been through this. Machado in particular. Machado's played in the World Series. Give me the unproven Reds over the Padres. The Padres, are, you're right, are going bad. So are the Reds. The Reds haven't been much better than the Padres along the way. But those two guys, Tatis, every time he comes up to bat, I hold my breath. Same thing with Machado. I don't know if that's true for the Reds. I'm just looking here. I mean, if you look at the Padres, you know, you, you went through how great the Dodgers are playing since August. I mean, they're just reeling. You know, there was a time they had an eight-and-a-half game lead in the wild card. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it felt like it was inevitable that the Dodgers and Padres are going to play in the wild or the, the Padres and whoever didn't win the division were going to play in the wild card. And now it's they might not get in at all. I mean, I'm going to say, do you want – of course they want to, but what a catastrophe of a season. Let's say they limp in and get smacked. That leaves a really nasty taste in your mouth. Say, say that one more time. Say it one more time. It, 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 who are you referring to on the that? Padres? Mm -hmm. If the the Padres came into the season with big expectations, sure. they were leading the division at one point. Mm -hmm. They had star pitchers and Darvish and Snell and all of these guys. They had an MVP. He still might win the MVP. Tatis. Mm -hmm. You have a multiple time All Star in Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, and Fam. And these guys are playing really well. You had Max Scherzer on your team for quarter of a second. And you're thinking, we're going to the playoffs. No, that was a difference. They're yeah, beating that, that the Dodgers. Remember that series at Dodger Stadium where they yeah. just they beat the Dodgers three out of four, and they looked mm -hmm. like the better team that weekend. Since then, nothing. You limp in and the Dodgers smash you again. You go into next season feeling what about yourself? I think they would be fortunate to limp in and get smashed by the Dodgers. I really do at this point. I, I just don't think – you know how many more games the Padres have against the Giants? Is I think they still have eight. Is it eight? Yeah. Great. And, and the Giants are just feasting on the Padres. And their so. other games are against the Rockies in uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Thanks for nothing, the rest of the National League West. All right, coming up next, it is it's the Dumps, Lee. We're going to do it next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I do know what you're saying. You just happen to be wrong, Chris, that I need to stay on the straight and narrow for about another two weeks. So if you don't do bread, that doesn't justify it? Like what, the way Chris need, was just describing, just that's take fine. the if bread away? That's fine. If I were doing like an Atkins away. thing or a keto thing, yeah. I could go. But I, I just need to reduce calories pretty significantly for a couple of weeks, and then I can go back to living my life. I could see you passing whatever tests you need to pass. <laughs> on the way home. At the exam and on the way home. <laughs> just everything goes everything goes hell. By the way, if you look at the schedule, this is uh -huh. kind of interesting. When's the last time – go look at the Dodgers' schedule. When's the last time – that you saw five pitchers listed over the next five games. Like, it's actually 
their rotation it's that their they're turn. supposed to use and everything else. Yeah, the Dodgers are getting ready to roll out those three big guys again. Yeah. Four big guys now, right? And then Tony Gonsolin last night – really for the first time all season, looked like a major league starting pitcher. He Let, let, me, let me be very clear about yeah. this. Tony Gonsolin is a really good pitcher. He just hasn't pitched well this season until last night. Now, take it with a pretty decent grain of salt. Arizona's dreadful, so maybe that had something to do with it, but at least you can run him out there and hope to get five innings. Okay, so tonight at 7, final one against Arizona, Urias. Mm-hmm. I like that. No game on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Cincinnati, you get to throw out Bueller, Scherzer, and Kershaw. <laughs> Pretty good. Then Gonsolin and by the way, after that. That weekend series could be a preview of what's coming up in the in, in the wild card round. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and definitely the, it's going to be St. Louis. Padres aren't going to do us any. They're not going to beat them once. The Padres aren't going to beat the Giants. Padres, once. you saw play the Dodgers six times. What happened? They're going to beat the Dodgers once. I bet. The and the Dodgers have put themselves in a position where you have to you basically have to win every game the rest of the way. Well, they don't have Padres. Dodgers, I think, are done. I don't think they no, play each they other get again. Them one more they time. still got one more. I think they get them one more time. Dodgers have. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. September twenty eighth. Dodgers have to the, the, 30th. the the Reds, the Brewers, the Padres, the Rockies, and the Rockies. in Arizona. Yeah. So yeah. they've got one series against a good team in Milwaukee. But there you go. There, here's another thing: our picks tomorrow. Don't forget about that. That we. So what? We, okay, go ahead. No, we, we did not represent well in the first week. It's close. It's seven six five. Listeners have seven. If you would like to be tomorrow's guest picker, send me a tweet at Travis Rogers. Tell me I want in on the picks, and I'll reach out to you, and uh, we can set that up. I was fine. I just needed. You, you finished last. I just needed Baltimore to pick six in overtime. Mm-hmm for an 80 yards, and I was fine. That's all I <laughs> that's needed. All I don't needed. know what you needed, well, but that's same, what I same needed. Same thing, really. I had the Baltimore Ravens as well. <laughs> we would have tied. We would have tied. In the okay, so we're down one you're down to two. nothing. No, no, no. In week one. You're, you're the one that wants to hand out division champions. No, no, I don't understand why game. you're adding. I don't understand why. It's you, a cumulative game. It's a season-long game. You don't take the, the amount of points the Rams had this weekend and add it to next week. It's not weeks. It's total points. What is, or, the, what is the NFL? Is it weeks or is it a cumulative score? What? The NFL, everything is you won week one or you lost week one. Yeah, but this is we lost week one. football games. We're picking football games. How does fantasy work? You're either one and zero after week one, or you're all in one. Doing fantasy, we're picking winners in these games individually, cumulative over the season. It's not. We can do it your way. It's far less interesting. No, no, no. Do your standings. I'll do mine. (laughs) I want two different standings. I like it. That's actually a really good idea. Right now, it's time for the dump. (laughs) I love that. All right. Wait, real quick. How about Morales on Friday? When he just stepped into the mic for us to the dump, did it not sound identical? Chris is a talented to guy. when he recorded it. Chris is a very talented guy. However, yeah, where's Amanda's voice on that? Remember when she they did it in unison? They That's almost right. they both nailed did it. it perfectly. We need the uh, harmonization. Is that a word? Harmony? I yes. Don't know. All right. There is a new movie sequel. Remember Twins? Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. and Danny DeVito. Did mm-hmm. you like it? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was all right. It's been a long time ago. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it in a while, but I remember liking it. They're going to make a new one, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they're going to introduce a third twin, which I guess would make it triplets. Okay. Tracy Morgan. Oh, that's fantastic. How great is that? That's fantastic. <laughs> I love Tracy Morgan. That's a great – by the way, Danny DeVito is hilarious, has always been hilarious. 
uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, throw him into the mix. That's fine. But that's the key. You're adding you put Tracy Morgan into the mix. Now all of a sudden people are gonna have this kind of curiosity and some interest. They're gonna think it's gonna be good. I need maximum Tracy Morgan in that. I don't need him playing a character. I just need him to be Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> right? Sometimes you could tell when somebody's you know, they're being told what to say or what to do. No, no, no. Unfiltered. Give us Tracy Morgan. No question. All right. One of our favorite shows, certainly one of mine, featuring one of your favorite actors. Um Cobra Kai's stunt performer, a woman by the name of Julia Maggio, mm -hmm. was the first stunt performer ever to win an Emmy. She did the stunts for Sam Samantha LaRusso, which yep. would be uh, Daniel's daughter. Yep. You ready for that? Um, this is why I have more and more respect for Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> what, did he do his own stunts? There's no stunt. <laughs> There's no stunt. There's nobody walking in and saying, hey, you know that beautiful karate chop that you had i have no what the hell i'm talking about i have no way to describing a kick or nothing well daniel larusso doesn't need anybody on the stunt side of things no because nobody has quite as punchable a face as daniel larusso in that show he just needs to stand there and all he says hit him johnny by hit the way him, johnny by the way him, during, johnny. during some of those fight scenes uh -huh. i just kind of i sit back and i'm like what the hell? You guys didn't retake that one? You guys don't want to redo that one? <laughs> well, here, here's when you were a BMOC at Granite Hills High School down in El Cajon, California. Yep. yep. How many school-wide karate fights were you involved in in the lunchroom? Because apparently at the LaRusso's High School, yeah. they're like once a week. There's no cops around. No <laughs> cops actually come in. It's Thunderdome. Yep. Teachers, principals, they actually run the opposite direction. They lock the door so nobody can get in. Nobody can get in. And then you have students that just kind of all lock arms together and let the fight play out. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need the writers of Cobra Kai, which I love, yeah. to really tone down everything that isn't Johnny Lawrence. More Johnny Lawrence, less of everything you, else. You said this before that, I mean, I've kind of sat back and there are times, you know, watching, and I've watched, you know, every season up to this point. What I need to catch up on is Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. But um, every time I've watched it, I, there's moments where I'm like, Al, what are you doing? Why are you watching this? Because it's great. That's the answer. Whenever you ask, that's the answer to the question, because it's great. Uh, a new doc about Tom Brady called Man in the Arena is available soon. You, you, you hear this for going to be on ESPN. Yeah, are you here for a Tom Brady doc? Absolutely. Really? He was one of the greatest athletes of- it, it, For sure. Not just in our generation, our generation of all time. Uh-huh. Of course I want to know. Give me some insight that I didn't already know. I don't need to just okay. hear him in a post-game interview after he wins against the whatever team it is in front of him. Cool. Cool. What if I told you that he's involved in the production of it? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you no just, problem you, at all. You want the, the, the version that he wants out yep. there. I want to know... I want to know more about his workouts. I want to know more about what he's eating. I want to feel worse and worse about myself. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's yeah. not hard to do. But, I, again... I like documentaries a lot. I yeah. love sports documentaries. I think they're really interesting. No, Tom Brady's interesting. D I, he's he is because of his point. success. I know what you mean. You want another story where it's almost a train wreck, and not, there's actually have to be a train wreck. There needs to be conflict. There needs to be. You a, want John a, Daly? I, well, sure. I mm -hmm. want John Daly. I, I but I also want somebody that has gone through some stuff. Tom Brady might be the most charmed athlete in the history of the world. He comes in, he wins right away, and he just keeps winning for 20 years. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's interesting to a point, but I want to know the struggle. I want to know the hard part. I want to know where he almost got cut. I want to know Well, maybe we don't know any things. of that stuff. 
maybe we We've make it, it maybe it looks He's so simple he Bowl. makes everything look so simple what the hell is he doing how nine how has he had times, that much success nine times i want a little more drama in my my sports documentary along the way uh mcdonald's uh former mcdonald's employee said on tiktok that she purposely would make people wait longer for their food if they were rude to her good for her I'm all for that. <laughs> There's times where, you know what, I, I should be spending a couple more minutes at Starbucks because, uh, you know, I'm asking the people to hurry it up. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. I, I Be nice to restaurant workers. It's a hard job, and it's not easy. And be nice because they should punish you for being a pain in the neck. How do they find the podcast? ESPN app or on iTunes, all three hours of the show, starting at 9.55, all the way to 1 o'clock, uh, Travis and Sliwa Show on 7.10. Go to the Padres. Do it for me. Give me one win along the way. We'll see you tomorrow morning.